TGIF, happy Friday night. Welcome to a brand new episode of DDZ. I'm your host, The General. We got Maniac back in the building tonight. Show sponsor, Uncle Jumbo's Vodka. I mean, Maniac, it just tastes so good. I mean, there's there's a reason they call them Jumbo's Weekends. I mean, you're getting some big conference championship action, getting some big NFL action. And of course, you've got NHL, NBA, and college ball all in full swing. It's going to be a Jumbo's Weekend this weekend for sure. Seriously, these slates never stop. But obviously, want to recap last night real quick. Uh, we both went 500. You had the over, which you called that beautifully. I mean, the, like you said it. You think automatic, people see 42, 43. You got to think under there, with especially that Bears offense and what happens. Trubisky puts up, what, 31? Yeah, and I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously I didn't expect the Bears to put 30-plus for sure, but it was nice to see. And, and the real thing was that both teams, for the most part, moved the ball, which is why, you know, you were ex- when you see that, obviously it's going to go over 43 with the type of ball movement they're having. Dak Prescott, over 300 yards at the end of the day. Zeke almost got to 100, and then obviously the day Trubisky said you said you had, yeah, obviously it was a formula for the over, and it hit quite easily. And how about that classic Cowboys first drive over eight minutes, a touchdown, and they just go cold. That's it. Oh no like, doubt, it's that seems to be their recipe every week now. Yeah, and then real quick, Sabers Flames last night. We all know what happened there. Uh, Maniac, I I can't describe you like just as a better like that feeling where. You are like, I felt like it was like the most guaranteed lock. There's five minutes left in the game. The Sabres need to score two more goals for the under two and a half to lose. The Flames went up 4-1. I'm thinking, I got this. Like, there's no way. Like, that's the craziest thing about betting. To feel like you're on top of the world, you have it, to just get it swiped away from you in a matter of like three, four minutes. And that's the thing. If you could have told someone, hey, I'll let you live bet like the under two and a half, they would have put their life savings on it. The Sabres didn't have anything more than a handful of scoring chances the previous 50 minutes of the game. So Reinhardt scores just about five minutes in. You're talking about 87% of the game goes by roughly. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, 83. I'm sorry, 83. 83% yeah. of the game goes by. They don't even have a scoring chance. Incredible that you lose that, Al. I'm sorry. That one, that one hurt That one hurt me. Did I not call it, though? I did, I said with, with Tristan and the phone guy talking about these 16-ounce cans, it's going to be a big night. He screwed up after a seven-goal performance. I knew it would be low scoring. And what happens? They put in two goals in the final three, four minutes of the game, and he only ends up doing a total of two funnels anyways. Yeah, it's very controversial, obviously, with the one funnel absence. And honestly, I, I don't want to make this all about me, but both our bets had quite the air taken out of them. Mine, they go up one nothing early in the game. They have a shot at a five on three. All of a yep. sudden, they take a penalty. Calgary scores in the back end of their power play. It's back to 1-1. A game that easily could have been 2 nothing when I had the Sabres. Would have put your over-under in trouble. But instead, they go flaccid. They don't score for 50 minutes, but then somehow still get the third goal in that final minute. My heart it's, truly bled for you, Al. Yeah, it, it, it was... It was awful. Uh, we're done talking about that. Let's talk, let's, that would have been, and the, the, the worst part about it, too, it would have been eight NHL picks in a row. So, let, whatever. It's over. Done with. It's Friday night. Championship weekend starts tonight. Big match Championship up. weekend is here. You know the McMullins. You know the Lou Sox. They can't wait to bite into the slate. Oh, my God. And it's the Pac-12 championship tonight at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. You got the Oregon Ducks playing Utah. Utah right now is a six and a half point favorite over unders over unders 46, eight o'clock tonight, ABC maniac initial thoughts on this matchup. 
Um, it opened, I think it opened most spots as a seven, right? I mean, I obviously mm-hmm. everyone uses different books, but down to six, six and a half. I think you're seeing public perception, you know, Oregon is just a team that's been there before, quote unquote. I mean, they're used to playing in pack, uh, pack 10, pack 12 championships, obviously. Um, but with that said, Utah at the, so both these teams have like kind of that one outside the stats thing going for them, right? Al, uh, you have the coach at Oregon and then you have the fact that they've been there before so often, uh, they've been in this big position so often. And then you have Utah on the flip side, who's so high in the college football playoff rankings that a big win and say LSU blowing out Georgia could land them in the college football playoffs. So you're really getting the flip side on, on each team in this matchup. Um, so right away, it just sticks out to me that this is going to be a battle. I mean, maybe you got to think. I mean, I mean, quote me if I'm wrong here, but like if if Georgia loses, I don't even know. I don't even care how close it is, and Utah wins. You got to think it's gonna be a flip flop there, right? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't want to ever speak for the playoff committee because you know things get crazy, especially in the NCAA. It seems like yeah. there's like a lack of control in the NCAA. But you have to think, especially if LSU plays like they played this year, if Georgia's played. Georgia's had a couple lackluster matchups along the way, although they are yeah. picking up momentum. So, yeah, we'll see how that all transpires this weekend. Yeah, the only team in the top four that loses, that stays in, as long as it's close, is LSU. That's, yeah. that's the only team that, if they lose, they stay in. And you look at Utah's schedule this year, one loss to USC. You look at Oregon, they have two losses, one to Auburn in that first game of the year, and I still don't know how Auburn covered that game. And you had Arizona State a couple weeks ago. Oregon was two touchdown favorites. They did not look good at all. I watched that entire football game. I was not impressed with Herbert. Tonight, you got Utah minus six and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it safe, and I'm teasing them down. I'm going to tease them down to whether it's, you know, you can do a six, 6.5, or seven-point teaser. I'm looking at the six and a half, seven-point tease in this one. I'm looking at two games teasing them with on Saturday and two games on Sunday. I'm looking at teasing LSU to .5. The Buckeyes under 10 to minus nine and a half. And then two matchups on Sunday, real quick. Browns minus 0.5 at home to the Bengals. And Eagles minus 2.5 at home to the Giants. So I'm just going, my only factor here is must-win situations and teasing them down to under a field goal or under that. Under those key numbers is pretty much where I'm at in these uh, with these teasers. And you saw how I did last time when I teased UB five times. I went four out of five. In all the yeah. key matchups. So that's all I'm doing here. I'm just playing it safe and teasing them down to the under those key numbers. Yeah. Hey, I like the strategy for sure. It's a game that they have to win. If you're Utah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not that well spoken on Utah football history, but this has to be what the biggest game for them in the last 10 to 20 years. Other than when they had what, Alex Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty out. much, this, right? So, yeah. This, so, this I mean, it's. Them. It's about the moment now you're kicking off conference championship weekend. I mean, we talk about like, you know, taking pride in UB kicking off the bowl season. What about kicking off conference championship weekend? You know, everyone's going to be watching this game. And if you're Utah, that five seed, or I'm sorry, that five ranking overall, you want to have an impressive performance to leave no doubt in that college football playoff committee that you belong in that top four. Exactly. Absolutely massive game. And like you said, Maniac, at the start of the show, NBA, college basketball, NHL, are you looking at anything else tonight? Well, before we get away from this game, I am going to oh. take the Utes minus six and a half. Ooh, so I'm going to okay. lay that. I, I like that on a larger play. So I know that la- uh, for yesterday on Thursday, we were talking about two smaller plays, but you got to risk it to get the biscuit. So yep. I'm riding with the Utes. Um, am I scared that Herbert tears it up? Yes, of course I'm scared that Herbert tears it up. But I believe in that Utah defense. 
I think that since that loss at USC, which again, college, you know, football works in crazy ways. Mid September, it was a mid September loss to USC. They have just been on a roll since. I think that the defense gets going against Oregon. So I like a big play on Utah and actually a smaller play on the under in this game. I don't want to completely unload. So just two units on Utah, one unit on the under 46 in this game for me. Minus six and a half for Utah, 46 for the over-under. But it's like you said, there's also the rest of the slate. So looking around, uh, you have a little bit more action on the NHL side of things, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, because obviously you have uh, teams in action for the weekend. Yep. Um, I know you asked me, but I, I kind of kicked it back with the Utah-USC. Are you targeting anything for the rest of, of tonight? Yeah, I am definitely looking at right now a matchup Blackhawks-Devils. Uh, now, obviously, if you listen to the show, you know what kind of over-under better I am. I usually look at prior games and then go the opposite way. Um, and let's see here. So the Blackhawks, let's see, the Blackhawks last played last night to the Boston Bruins. By the way, don't sell yourself short. That's a very profitable strategy, what Al just said. Think of what the public does, folks. They give in to those recent results and everything. Oh, this team just scored 52, and the over-under in their next game is 56 and a half? Well, that's an easy one. No doubt. That's exactly what they're trying to do with the numbers. So what Al says when he just blindly leans the opposite way of the numbers, that's what's called, you know, regression to the mean. I mean, that's that's what happens. So very, uh, very good strategy, D.A., Exactly. And so you saw the Blackhawks last night, total of seven. The Devils, the past couple matchups for them, they gave up seven to the Sabres. That total was blown out of the water, a total of eight. And then on Tuesday, another total of seven. So tonight, it's just kind of one of those blind tails again. I'm going, it's in New Jersey. No. Yes, it's in New Jersey tonight, a seven o'clock matchup. I'm going Blackhawks, Devils, under six and a half. And another lean I'm looking at, too, is the Rangers. They're home tonight to Montreal. Uh, it's pretty much a pick game. You can see the Rangers at minus one and, a, one and a half, Canadians at minus 115. The Rangers are one of the hotter teams right now in the NHL. Past, I believe, seven games, they've won five outright. They lost to Boston in OT. So I like the, the Rangers uh, at home on a Friday night at MSG. I don't hate that pick, but but I'm going to play devil's advocate on it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not betting the Canadians, but I do want to pitch you on something. That's so fair. going into this week, let's see. I'm just running the numbers of my intern here. Three. Five, seven. Uh, it looks like the Canadians had lost eight straight games coming into this week uh, until they finally beat the Canadians on, or I'm sorry, they they finally beat the Islanders on Tuesday, the Hot Islanders, which was crazy. Struggling um, then, big time. Then they fell last night at home to your Avalanche. Yep. So that was obviously a tough matchup. Now the thing that I'm seeing here is that Da, the Canadians have lost eight of their last nine. Yes. The Rangers are a hot team, like you said. And then you have the other factor. These teams played 10 days ago in Montreal. Rangers won an OT 6-5. to 